0: Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda live from the Sasquatch Casino and wildcard Casino sports desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. My You can reach us roller auctions, Twitter feed at Bruce hurdle at Eric Goodman roller auctions over 150 auctions per year, for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more, I believe I, I was on roller auctions recently, and I got something in a police seizure auction from your house. Uh, could have it been. Was, it I've was, been missing a few things. I'm like, why does this say hurdle on it?
2: Yeah, and nobody spells it H A E R T L. No, this one was. So, uh, Apparently, yeah, somebody
1: uh, carved it out like they were whittling down a stick. Ah, uh, well. Get, get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash mhs. In the meantime, if you looking for a great garage door company i mean the best one out there you need to go to johnson garage doors i have worked with them my wife has worked with them bruce you have worked with Mm -hmm. them i love their process where nate or brian one of the owners they answer the phone they use the best product out there but what i really love is they're so confident in their work that they give you like a huge warranty on it like five to seven years on their work most it's like maybe a year, and then after day 366, you wind up calling him to let them know something broke. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. That's johnsongaragedoors.com. Time now, The Lead.
0: The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park.
1: A lot has been made this week about the um, incident, if that's what you want to call it between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. It's been talked about all week. Yesterday, the guys were in the locker room. They talked about it for the first time. Uh, Russell Wilson was asked about it, and he said, well, I was there. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. I'm familiar with it. Uh, What did Mike McGlinchey think about it?
3: if all the moments that I got in screaming matches with coaches or teammates have been televised, it would be something else. I I, there, I don't think, I think uh, it's been completely blown out of proportion. Um, things like that happen, um, especially in a, a, a humongous game for us with a lot on the line and I don't, you know, I think Russell and, and, and especially Sean are two of the most competitive people that you'll ever be around, and all that is is just competitive fire uh, of, uh, and frustration of, of certain things that go wrong and and, and didn't see, we, you know, not being on the same page or whatever it is. I, I don't think anybody in this locker room is looking at that as an issue, or I nor should they, um, because I can count on I can't even count how many times I've gotten in, you know you know screamed at by a coach or you know, or frustrated because of not doing your job to the right, you know, mistakes happen and people get emotional. And especially when, you know, in the fourth quarter of a game, you're getting your ass kicked. So um, I I wouldn't think anything of that. Nobody in the locker room does.
2: And he may be right about all of that, but he said something that was very true at the beginning of that statement. If some of my blowouts were on national television, well, okay. I, I don't remember any with Mike McGlinchey on national television. I do remember last week the blow up between, well, it wasn't a blow up between it was Sean Payton blowing up at Russell Wilson. It's the optics that have changed the reaction to it for people, not only around Denver, but around the national football league. That's what's made it different because
1: you just don't see that that often. There, there are a couple of things involved here. You're going to, blow up at somebody if you know you can you wouldn't do that to peyton manning you wouldn't do that to tom brady you wouldn't do that to patrick mahomes guys that would snap back you better believe it right the bully's always going to pick on the guy that he knows is not going to fight back russell wilson just doesn't have that type of personality now For whatever reason, Peyton decided to do it. I think he was upset about the entire sequence that happened. Yep. And Russell Wilson was standing there. Let me ask you. You think he would have did that to Pat Sertan? And if he did, how do you think, do you think the players would react the same exact way? No, no I, I, I I don't think he would do it. Interesting, to pass Sertan. I what, just don't. What, or Justin. Well, first, Simmons. first of or all, Justin Simmons. Well,
2: because he's tied at the hip with Russ. No, no I, I, he's no, I the, understand. He, he's coordinating an offense. Russ is
1: running. I'm referring to the level of respect that Sertan and Justin Simmons have in that locker room. Guys admire them. They know how great of players they are. You're not going to do that to those guys because then players would be like, what the hell are you yelling at Sertan for? Especially if it probably wasn't even his fault. And maybe, maybe Peyton did it because he was just blowing off some steam. You're not going to do that to a guy who's going to fight back. I don't think you are because Peyton would strangle you if that happened. But you're also not going to do it to a guy who is beyond respected in that locker room? And what I was told by somebody who's a great source, a lot of guys in the locker room—not all of them, but a lot of guys in the locker room—don't think that Wilson's going to be back next year. So, okay, that's fine.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I,
1: it's okay if Peyton did it. He's probably not going to be back next year. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah,
2: I don't know. It's hard for me to judge that, Um, but I think it's a distinct possibility. By the way. I mean, these guys think about that kind of stuff, of course.
1: Let's go back to last year. Was it a big deal when Dalton Reisner blew up at Brett Rippon? They're teammates, player to player. It's not like one guy's above the other necessarily. That was a big deal, right? (laughs) That was a big deal. That was a fairly big deal. And And you can make the case, I can't say with absolute certainty, that's one reason I believe. One reason why Dalton Reisner sat on the sidelines as a free agent for a while. I think teams looked at that and said, "What kind of teammate is he? He's blown up at at Brett Rippon. Guys, teammates blow up at each other all the time. Mm-hmm. So why was that a big deal and this not? I don't know. I, I I'd have to.
2: I I'm not sure why. What, I think that I think the whole dynamic between between an offensive coordinator, essentially, or a head coach and a quarterback, is different than any other potential relationship on on a team. Any, we never ask about, hey, how are you with Pat Sertan? How are you with Justin Simmons? But every week, there is a question of how are you with Russ? Right. How how are you with your quarterback? Are you getting what you need out of your quarterback? I think it's fairly clear if you read the tea leaves Here. that he's not running the type
1: of offense that he would like to right. be running. Right. I'll tell you why it's a big deal. Maybe not a big deal with the guys in the locker room, but why it's a big deal in the Broncos bubble. Because Sean Payton said, We lost the Commanders game really because of one turnover. Just kind of happened to be Russ. Russ isn't playing well. The guy should be wearing a wristband. Then we have this. He has taken jabs at Wilson, not all season, but more than enough. So now you're thinking, was this the volcanic moment Mm. where Peyton's frustrations just blew over with Russ, because there have been digs all season. Is that fair to say? And there have
2: been props too. They, they've been on both ends of the equation, but you—that's you, a fair, it's a fair observation. I, I don't,
1: I don't remember in, in the coaches that I've covered where there has been a simmer of digs all season at Russell Wilson. There have been compliments too. Mm-hmm. There have, but this just seems like. Against the Lions, it hit a boiling point because there have been digs at him. And then you don't have to even see something. You don't even have to hear something. All you have to do is watch the offense where you can make the case. Peyton doesn't trust Wilson to throw the ball consistently like Mike Shanahan didn't trust Jake Plummer enough. Where after Plummer was the quarterback for a team that went to the AFC championship, Mm -hmm. The next season after drafting Jake Cutler replaces him or announces that he's going to be replaced with the team at seven and three. And Jake Plummer was, correct me if I'm wrong,
2: I wasn't here. He was pretty well, he was generally loved in
1: that locker room, right? You don't even have to use the word generally. Yeah, Take he back. was. Yeah. He, he was, was well respected, yes. well liked, one of the guys. He's the guy that's going to buy the first round of beers at the bar. Yep. Jay Cutler, on the other hand, Mm. wasn't well-liked. He had his buddies on the team, Brandon Marshall, Tony Scheffler, if you remember him, yeah, he was a tight end. He had his close-knit group of friends, but Jay Cutler was kind of cantankerous, and guys just really didn't like him that much because of his attitude. So you're replacing a guy that everybody loves with a guy – that people really don't like in that locker room even though Jay Cutler could make all the throws. So that leads me to Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson really well liked and respected in that locker room? No. Is he hated in that locker room like Cutler? No. Is he is he do guys not respect him? No. But I think they're kind of tired of the happy 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 Everything's going to be okay. It's okay. We'll just move on to the next play. I think guys want some leadership. They like him. Like Garrett Bowles loves him. Yeah. Okay. But Garrett Bowles, is the type of guy who needs a hug all the time. And mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is a mountain full of hugs.
2: McGlinchey loves him too. I, 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 his, his, his remarks of support for Russell Wilson and, and his descriptions of his toughness those are things that resonate in a locker room. However, I do think it's fairly clear that when you watch the dynamic between Sean and Russ, they're two totally different. Oh people my God, as they well. come. To, they start from totally different ends of the equation, do they? And when things go mm-hmm. wrong,
1: wow, do they handle it differently? They do.
2: But and I will say this: about this, I would say I have reached this conclusion on Sean Payton. Take it for what it's worth. I think it pisses him off that he is limited in his array of what he wants to do in his offense because of the quarterback he has. That doesn't mean that he's not trying desperately to make things work for him in a limited fashion. But I do think it irritates him that he has to
1: do that. I'm not suggesting this is exactly the way Russell Wilson is. But I'm going to use Dave Althouse, the executive sports producer at Fox 31, as my example. Let's say the sports staff over at Fox 31 is making mistakes week after week, day after day, show after show. I'm guessing you would like Dave to step in and say to the person making the mistake, this is how we correct it. This is what we need to do. And if the person doesn't listen they're still not getting it, maybe his voice will go up a few decibels. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Right. But how would you like it if Dave was the guy who said, that's okay, we'll get him next time? Yeah, I don't worry about that with Dave. But, <laughs> no, 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 but you understand? <laughs> yeah, my... I hear what you're saying though. How yes. would you like to work with a guy who says that's okay, I have faith that things are going to work out because we're just going to continue to work harder. So the point I'm making <sighs> yeah. about Russell is he, he is so eternally optimistic. It's, it's a great quality to have. But the question is, when mistakes happen, is he looking at the problem and trying to fix it, or is it just a blanket statement? That's okay, guys. We'll get him next time.
2: But is it real, and is the perception, is it real?
1: I think that is, to me, the biggest. I think that's the problem that some guys have in the locker room. I do think there's some Russell guys, With Russell Wilson. yes. yes. And that's why, as I said in the last hour, if he gets cut, guys are not going to be like, what do you mean you cut him? Why would you cut no, him? you move he's a, on. He's our quarterback. Right. Russell is so positive all the time. I think one of the problems that some guys have in the locker room with him is he doesn't look at the problem and say, let's fix it. Like Peyton Manning would browbeat you into submission. To fix it. Says it every week. We have to make corrections. The question is, uh, is he leading the charge making those corrections or things will just magically work out? Because my positive mental attitude will get us there.
2: Yes, I do think that there is an element of question or concern amongst some. This is not a divisive thing, by the way. I, I will... Stand for firm on that. I don't think it's necessarily divisive. I'm not talking about that, but I do think that there are some players that wonder whether it's whether that's real or not.
1: Coming up after the break, verbally right now, which means nothing, Jordan Seaton is going to be the starting tackle for the Colorado Buffaloes. But he hasn't signed yet. Mm. He is flirting with other girls, even though he is committed essentially to marriage with the Buffs. What the hell is going on? That's next.
0: Drive with Goodman and Hurdle presented by Silter Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive Goodman Hurdle watches
1: my sports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auction's Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, construction equipment, and more. All auctions done online. What does that mean? You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can just sit on the couch in your PJs, eat a bowl of Lucky Charms, and start bidding away on things, right? Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, love telling you about Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar. You can watch the game tonight. On Amazon, they have that. Of course, you can watch every Sunday. They have the NFL Sunday ticket. They also have two-for-one Bud Light drafts all day on NFL Sundays and easily the best happy hour on planet Earth, and that is not an exaggeration. Every day of the week, every day, three until seven, they have two-for-one on all wine, well, and drafts. Every day, three until seven. And oh by the way, uh my father and I and our whole family we're going to be at Greenfield's nice. on Sunday. Wow. Watching the Packers take on the Carolina Panthers. Right? And my father didn't want me to say this publicly, but I'm going to. Uh anybody who shows up, he's going to buy everyone really expensive shots. <laughs> Re- I mean, top shelf. Oh. He's going to be buying shots for everyone. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. You can find them in Lakewood. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount
4: Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSightingAndWindows.com.
1: Very nice offer, Dad. It wasn't necessary, but really, really appreciate it. Mm. Alex, you want to come down on... uh
4: I'm there. I've already canceled my plans, and I will be at Greenfield. No, no,
1: now you're you're playing radio with me. Do you want to come down, and I will take care of lunch and drinks for for you? Oh, sure. We're doing it for everybody.
4: Sure, I'm there. I mean,
1: not all of our listeners, but do you want to come down? (laughs) Absolutely. My dad's taking care of the shots. Yeah. Gordon, if you want to come down, you're more than welcome. I'm going to pick up the entire bar tab. 11 o'clock, we are going to be there. Okay? Seriously. It'll be a blast. Anyway, let's get into... Well,
2: Greenfields is always a blast anyway.
1: It is awesome. Right? And they have live music every Friday, Saturday. No cover. With that, Jordan Seaton committed to Colorado on national television two weeks ago. And he still hasn't signed. He is being courted by Maryland and Oregon and a few other schools. And I got to tell you something, this is not a guy I want on my roster. I just don't. I don't care how good he is. And I understand he's a young kid. I understand he wants leverage. Makes perfect sense to me. Just don't go on national television and tell everybody this is your plan.
2: Yeah, the proclamations are unfortunate. And that's not thinking before you leap a little bit. So I would, I would differ. I'd have a little more patience with them. I think I, I, I. There's a lot of statements that I probably made at that age that I probably would uh, look back and probably cringe a little bit if I knew that I had said them. So
1: I didn't like the fact that he said on national television, if you're really a dog, you're going to go play for a guy that looks like you. Fortunately for him, Maryland's head coach is black, so at least he can follow through on that. But what if he winds up at Oregon if they offer more money? He's already looked like a schmuck now he can double down if he goes to oregon.
2: <sighs> is all forgiven because he's a really good football player and not, he can help you. Not for me. All right, fair enough. I don't want a guy like that. Well, I just don't. Fair enough. I don't. You do? Wouldn't bother me that
1: much. Yeah. I I okay. I'd, I'd start him from the beginning and we'd work our no, way through if, it, you if, know. If he's going to come back, clearly I'm going yeah. to play him. Right. Of course I'm going mm-hmm. to play him, but I'm saying I don't trust him.
2: Well, I might work hard to kind of that's kind of
1: the whole mentoring and maturing. You and- forgive, but you don't forget. Don't okay. tell me in the back of your mind, you're not waiting for this guy to bail after the season.
2: Well, you might have been disappointed right from Jump Street if he's made the declaration
1: that he's going to sign, and then for two weeks he's going, you know. This is different. This is different than a media member coming out mm-hmm. 24-7 a recruiting service saying Jordan Seton is coming to Colorado. Guys switch their minds all the time. Sure. As a matter of fact, there was a kid who committed to the Buffs two months ago. Okay? Two months ago, and he flipped. Defensive end named Amantre Bradford. He flipped. We expect that. Yep. Everybody does it. Right. But you went on national television. That's
2: that's the difference in this one. That's right. It bothers you than it, more than it does me. Coming
1: up after the break, UCLA head coach Chip Kelly has called for a complete revamping of college football. We will let you know what he said, and I think it's interesting, and it is certainly provocative. Also, we're going to talk about this. People are saying NIL is killing college sports. I would disagree with half of that. Mm. The NIL directive is awesome. The NIL collective is what is killing college football and will kill it. We'll explain the difference next. Cause baby, now we got bad blood You know it used to be bad love So take
2: a look what you've done Cause baby, now we got bad blood hey! Now we got problems And I don't think we can solve them You might uh. a really deep cut like, throw my hands up in the air I know I can count on you
4: Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't
0: care. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back, Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mileysports.com. Reach us Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions, not going to be doing any auctions during the holiday season, but right out of the gate after the new year, they are back up and running. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS and looking at the type of auctions they have, vehicles, business liquidations, construction equipment, tools, all kinds of stuff. Again, rollerauctions.com backslash MHS. Time
0: now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions.
1: UCLA head coach Chip Kelly has called for a complete revamping of college football. I'm sure he's not alone in this. He said, quote, I think we should all be independent in football. With 64 programs, five conferences, there should be one television contract. Kelly added, players should get paid. Then you can get rid of the NIL, and the schools should be paying their players because the players are what the product is. I think it'd be hard to disagree with all of that on the surface. Yeah. How do you
2: do the whole paying the players and essentially making them employees of the university?
1: That's it, a that's a that's a tough one right there. If you make them employees, they're gonna to want to form a union. If you're gonna mm-hmm. form a union, you're gonna want a collective bargaining agreement. Right. And I could tell you right now. Uh, when you look at the weakest of all of the unions in the four major professional sports, it is the NFL. And the reason is their contracts are not guaranteed, right? Right. What happens, because the players always fold in the NFL when it comes to CBA negotiations, what's going to happen if a CBA comes up and the schools say, okay, we're going to lock you out? You think? How do you think those kids are going to feel knowing that they're trying to get to the NFL and they lose a year of playing, a year of tape, all of that stuff? Great question. They're going to fold even
2: more quickly. Yeah. Is there another model? Because Chip Kelly, it was a provocative thought. And, and, and I appreciated his willingness to state it publicly. It was in a press conference previous to their bowl game against Boise State last weekend. And he's obviously, this is a thoughtful consideration from him. This is something that he has obviously thought about, moved some pieces around, but I'm not quite sure there is a system right now that we understand that would work, that would avoid something Like collective bargaining, which creates a huge issue, especially at the college level, just for one of the reasons you just pointed out very well. I mean, who's going to
1: be the player rep from each school? Yeah. Kids who are 20 years old would rather order a pizza late night and fire up a joint than think about i got to be the player rep. And, oh, by the way, that player rep's going to be gone within a year or two because that guy's either going to graduate or go to the NFL. There would just be way too much turnover. And, by the way, Chip Kelly, UCLA, they're going to the Big Ten. Yep. Good on them. Sure. Right? You think the SEC or Big Ten would ever agree to this? Yeah, I wouldn't think that they probably would. They're leading the charge on this whole thing. The the conference who would benefit most is the Big 12 because they don't even have a television. They don't even have a network. Nope. And the ACC – I know they do, but who the hell watches it? Right. Okay? So the SEC and the Big Ten have, and then what do they have to give? Revenue from the SEC network and the Big Ten network to the ACC and the Big 12? They're not going to want to do that either.
2: I will say the thought of everybody being independent in football, still aligned, but being technically independent in football, is intriguing. Yeah. It is at least intriguing to the point where, that probably needs to be looked at in some shape or fashion because, as you and I have talked since we've ever done this uh, together, at some point, we are moving towards the model of a super conference,
1: which is kind of what Chip Kelly is talking about here. Well, how many teams are in the Big Ten right now? 16? Uh, 16. Now there's about to be 20. Right. Right?
2: Right. 18. Well, Florida State is initiating a a departure from the ACC even as we speak. Right. So, yeah. So, it's all changing.
1: So, I I teased it going into the break. The problem with NIL isn't isn't what the Supreme Court ruled on. It is what it has become. Mm. I agree with the Supreme Court's ruling that Ed O'Bannon brought to the Supreme Court about name, image, and likeness. The way it was originally thought of was players should be able to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. If Papa Murphy's decides to go to Caleb Williams and say, would you like to represent us? It's a deal between the player and the business. That is an NIL directive. Players should be able to benefit from this stuff. The problem is, The boosters thought, let's have a collective where the boosters and businesses and all pool money together. Chip in, baby. To try and get these kids deals. And even if they're not doing anything, we're still kind of paying him so he can kind of skirt the issue. It's the collective that is ruining it. And that's why all kinds of players are getting paid, whether they do anything or not. That's what is killing college football, and the spirit of NIL was directive. What it has become is the collective. And I do not want to get into this whole political issue, but it's similar. When people who are pure constitutionalists look at the Constitution and they look at the Second Amendment, clearly when they wrote the Second Amendment, they, they did not consider assault weapons. No. But in the spirit of the Second Amendment, it is spot on. We should all have a right to defend ourselves. But things have changed over time. And in a very short amount of time, the NFL directive has shifted into the NIL collective. And that's why all these players are getting paid. And that's what's ruining it. I don't think
2: a collective in the shape and fashion that we know it now is sustainable in college football. I just don't think it is. I
1: think it will run hot, but I'm not so sure how long it will run for. No, it'll not only run hot, it'll run up in numbers. And then while the NFL is sitting on the sidelines saying, well, you guys do what you want. Eventually, it's going to affect guys going into the draft. Of course it is. Because the numbers are going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. And a guy, let's let's say the Indianapolis Colts have the first pick in 10 years. And they want a certain quarterback. But this guy doesn't want to go to Indianapolis. He's going to say, I'm getting paid $20 million Yeah, I don't to, need you. So I don't need to go. And then Ursay is going to get all pissed off because he's not getting the quarterback that he wants. Because the quarterback that he wants is getting paid so much money in college, he can roll the dice and stay in college.
2: Yes, he can.
1: But what is
2: the sustainability of that? I don't know. Because I can see it where some programs, it's an an endless, it's an endless feed. And you will always have funds available. But man, there is a level Of programs in this country that I just don't think can sustain that at a high enough level to maintain competitiveness. Are we going to reach a time competitively in this country in college football that only the highest level of program can compete? Now, some would argue well, that's where we are already. What's the difference? It's always going to be Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan. Notre Dame may get in there every now and then. Oh, here's Texas this year. Here's
1: the argument against what you're saying. Mm -hmm. If you look at what many consider to be the top 10 recruits in the country, currently, how many of those kids are going to the same school? Meaning, do you have two kids going to Alabama, three kids going to Florida State? If you had to guess, I'm not asking for schools, I'm saying in general.
2: I would imagine there's some
1: repeats. There's none. None at all. Zero. Where are they all, all going? All ten kids are going to ten different schools. And where are they? I I don't know. I don't oh, know oh, if the, I don't I know have, the top of the I, I thought head. you had it. What I'm saying is all ten kids are going to ten different schools. That's the argument against doing something about it. It's all been perfectly spread out. But here's the difference. Like in the NFL. You have players coming out in the draft. Generally speaking, 10 different kids are going to 10 different teams. Mm -hmm. But then we're throwing in the portal, which is free agency. Now you need that money for two different things, right? Sure. And and you might have of the top 10 portal kids going to a couple, but there's only going to be honestly so much money because you can't keep going back to the, well, but that's, that's the argument against doing something. Because at the end of the day, Phil Knight can always probably write a check for Oregon, but eventually he's going to be like, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, I gave you $5 million last year, and in 10 years, now you want $30 million? Eventually they're going to say enough. Yeah. And as we talked about, what was it, last week about this, the teams that are getting money from the collective should be getting money from the businesses that are benefiting greatly from their business going up because of the six or seven home games that they have. Colorado um, in Boulder was somebody, I think on the chamber of commerce or somebody who yes. $113 million came into Boulder over six games. Those businesses need to be chipping in unless you want to be a greedy pig. And it, it, it's, it's the old saying uh, about uh, sheeps and lambs and, one gets slaughtered and the other uh, eventually if if you aren't willing to help your own business and the other businesses around you, sheep get fat, lambs get slaughtered. It's something. Yeah, like I that. don't, I don't. Yeah. Those businesses better start chipping in because if they don't, the gravy train is going to end when you're not getting the players. The team isn't that good. It's not selling out. Hotels are not fully booked reservations. You're going to be able to get now. It, it's really up to the communities To fuel these as much as anything else. Fuel these collectives. Yeah. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it?
4: We'll discuss Mike McDaniel's speech from the latest in-season hard knocks episode. And Reggie Jackson has been impressive this year. Should he deserve some sixth man of the year consideration? That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome
1: back. Morning Drive, Goodman, Hurdle. Watch us at mylisports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions, Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions has over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. All of them can be done online, comfort of your own home. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS.
2: I want to just say what a pleasure it is having your dad here. It's been really, it's been great. Family's a big thing. I know it is for you guys. It is for me as well. And it's great to see the lineage, where people come from how people have been affected by it. And it's a very nice way to connect the dots. So I have really have enjoyed you being here today. Hope that you're able to come back tomorrow to finish up the week. And uh, you got yourself a good pop here. Well, thank
1: you. Absolutely. Um, I, I couldn't agree more, although you told me something very different during break. Time now final word. You can't win. The Sorry. Final word. <laughs> Kiss ass. Is presented
0: by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Murmurs. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Wicker. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautWicker.com.
4: Okay, just in case you missed it. In the latest in-season Hard Knocks episode with the Miami Dolphins, head coach Mike McDaniel gave an inspiring speech in a team meeting, taking accountability for his play calling, uh, showing humility and self-confidence standing up in front of the team. Uh, McDaniel seems to be a coach that players love to play for. Did you happen to see this uh, the clip of this speech on Hard Knocks from Mike McDaniel?
1: I did, and he's a very inspiring guy. He's kind of a nerdy type of guy. Uh, His language is far from nerdy. It's pretty advanced. It's pretty advanced. Uh, If you're in the Navy and you're on a ship with a bunch of guys for a year, you can get pretty heated. But he's a very relatable guy. He's a guy who really cares about his players. And um, it's nice to see that behind the scenes from him. And I know what Broncos fans are thinking. We could have had him too.
2: Yeah. I think you pull for a guy like him. Not just because of his sensibility and his ability to relate to people, but he's a local too. I mean, he's a guy that basically grew up in the Shanahan family uh, here in Denver, long-time association with the Broncos. What he, he, he Aurora, right? Isn't didn't, isn't isn't he an Aurora guy? Yeah, Aurora's finest. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, there, you always pull for guys like that just because of their geographic proximity. But the fact that he's such a generally well-liked guy, and he's obviously very good at what he does, makes it even that
1: much better. Good for him. Okay, outside of Andy Reid, who's the best coach in the NFL? Kyle Shanahan. Is is Mike McDaniel top five for you? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Who's the best player in the NFL right now? Uh, The best player? Who'd you say the best player? Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan. All grew up, and we're sitting in the DTC right now yeah. within a 10-mile radius. Think about of that. where we're at right now. That's, that's pretty remarkable. Yep. Well done.
4: All right, just in case you missed it, following the Nuggets win over the Mavs on Monday night, Aaron Gordon said, Reggie Jackson is arguably the sixth man of the year. He has to be in the running. A Jackson is having the most efficient season of his career, and he's scoring close to the same rate as his prime. I know it is way early. But should Reggie Jackson receive some consideration for sixth man of the year? Well, if
2: he continues to come off the bench, he spent so much time in the starting lineup this season that I don't think you could make a really good and effective argument for him to be a sixth man of the year at this point. Hopefully the Nuggets will stay healthy enough and that they can continue to work him as the guy that's the first off the bench. Then I'll listen to that conversation.
4: All right, just in case you missed it, Oregon State and Washington State are set to join the West Coast Conference as affiliate members in basketball and all no, all other non-football and baseball Division one sports for the next two seasons. Wazoo and Oregon State will play a full West Coast Conference schedule and will play in WCC postseason tournaments. Are you surprised that it is the West Coast Conference instead of the Mountain West?
2: But they're going Mountain West for football, right? or, or is it a scheduling? What, what What is the term that they're using for is that there's some form of scheduling arrangement between the Mountain West and those two schools, Washington State and Oregon State. No, the West Coast Conference makes perfect sense because you cut down even more on, well, I don't know how much more you cut down, but everything's in a closer proximity. It should be better for some of the Olympic sports and things of that nature. Plus, I like the the pairing with Gonzaga. St. Mary's is another one that, they've, that they're that they with now in that league. That's not a bad league to be paired with for
1: basketball. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, always great specials on wine. 15% off all domestic wines right now. Also, don't forget Christmas is coming up. You're going to probably make a big family dinner. You're going to want some alcohol in the house. And if you do, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, they deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over 200 bucks is free. Don't forget to check them out as well, not only every day of the week, but with New Year's coming up, you're, if you're going to have a party, you're going to need more than $200 worth of liquor, at least with the people I invite. Yes, I would say that's correct. And I'm not just talking about my father individually. He's happy for Argonaut Wine and Liquor. The one liquor. thing my father taught me about drinking wine is a brown paper bag is more than just to carry it in. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, you can find them off of Colfax, order online, <laughs> ArgonautLiquor.com, see why Westward calls Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Gordon, Alex, great job as always. Bruce, you were terrific. Dad, thank you for coming today. Absolutely. I hope we didn't scare you off or me specifically so you don't come tomorrow. I'm sure you'll be here because you want to watch Bruce. Make it the best possible day, (laughs) kid.